Good morning. Welcome to First Baptist Church, and we are excited about having the cantata today. We're glad you're here. 
I know you've been talking to one another, but it's always good to make sure that everybody's greeted. So how about standing up and turn around and greet some folks. We're glad you're here today. seated. It is so good to see you. Um, let me remind you that the next two weeks will be combined services. Um, Christmas Eve, um, I, I was a chicken, so I got you to vote, and you all voted to do the carols and candles on Sunday morning in this room. So next Sunday, we'll gather for carols and candles. It'll be a time of just singing. Like It'll be basically the, um, the carols and candles that are in the sanctuary, but in here. And because of this room, we can make it dark, and at the end, with Saturday night, it'll be really a sweet time. So I hope you can come. And then the next week, the 31st, will also be combined, um, but we'll have normal worship and come to the Lord's table. Um, so we're looking forward to those times. We're glad that you're here. This is the Christmas season. It's the season of Lottie Moon, and our goal this year is $105,000. And we're well on our way. I just want to encourage you to continue to give to that. And one of the ways we remember what that money goes to is by looking at videos from an international mission board. And so just let me remind you again of what we're giving to when we give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. When I first came, I thought it was capable for the task. There were so many different things that I had to die to and realize I have no power to do these things. I'm just asking God to do for them what I cannot do. Show yourself to your people. Show up. We wanted to go to where there was lostness, northern Mozambican coast. The centuries of Islam that were there, witchcraft. My first thought is, what have I done? How am I going to be affected? This is the beginning of a battle. We came in 2004. With my one-year-old firstborn. All of our kids come and minister together with us. Children open the door to build those relationships with the women, how to share their faith, how to reach out to their families, where it was much more close to the gospel. But there is a sacrifice involved. Witchcraft in this culture is what sustains their life. Who you marry, your health, whether or not you catch fish. Infant mortality rate is high. They live in fear of something happening to their children. When people come to Christ, for them it is a life and death decision. Is this worth my life? Adelina was a very well-known wish doctor. After about a year and a half, we're getting ready to pray, and Adelina just says, I want to get rid of my witchcraft and take down the wish doctor hut. So Sunday afternoon, after church, when that wall fell down, it was just a complete release to God. I no longer need to be afraid of these things. <laughs> I 
Our work in the local village has spread across the Bay through the influence of, of family members. They had made professions of faith. We're starting to see national believers go out as missionaries through persecution, through hard times. God has galvanized their faith far beyond anything that I could teach. Be still and know that I'm God. Adelina starts telling her story about how she has new life in Christ. God has been faithful to show himself in ways that I never would have expected him to show himself. It's only the work of the Holy Spirit. That tide is turning and momentum is building that God's kingdom is coming to this coastline. That's just one of thousands of stories that take place every single week within the National Mission Board. And so I wanna encourage you, let's support them. Let's make sure that they have everything they need to do the calling, to accomplish the calling that God has given to them. I thank you for your generosity. We're glad that you're here. I want to pray for us, and then we're going to have our Advent reading, and, and then we'll turn it over to Ronnie and the choir. So would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for all the work that's been put into this moment, and I just pray for the choir and the musicians as they come and sing, and I ask God that you would bless them. And Father, I pray that you would be with our missionaries across the world. We ask, God, that you would help us to be sacrificial in the way that we give so that we might meet the needs that they have and they may be able to do what you've called them to do. Well, Lord, we lift up the different folks in our church who are struggling. We pray for Leon Black. We pray, um, we pray for, um, for Frank Morrison. We pray for Ms. Francis in her fall. And we ask, God, that you would help her recover quickly. We lift up others in our church who are struggling, and we pray, Father, for your healing and for your touch. Bless them and bless us, we pray today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn our eyes toward the advocate. Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord. The Advent wreath is a circle with no beginning and no end. It is a symbol of the endless love and faithfulness of Christ. Out of darkness, light shines, pointing us in hope in the one who came to overcome the darkness of this world and to be our light in the world to come. We lit the prophecy candle and remembered those who first spoke the promise of the coming Christ child. We lit the Bethlehem candle, a symbol of the preparation being made to receive and accept the Christ child. We lit the shepherd's candle remembering the shepherds who joyfully shared the good news of the Savior's birth. The fourth candle on the Advent wreath is called the angel's candle. It reminds us of the hope fulfilled in the first coming of our Savior and of our continuing hope as we anticipate his coming again. Our scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 2, 
verses 8 through 14. It says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with them an angel, an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Will you pray with me? Our Father and our God, we are grateful for your presence in our lives and in the life of this church. God, you are holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is filled with your glory. God, we celebrate Advent because we are not like Christ. Christ came in glory. But God, we celebrate Advent because we are like Christ. He was 100% human. But he was sinless. And God, we thank you that we get the opportunity to celebrate Christ the man, and Christ our God. God, we agree with Peter when he said, you are the Christ. God, help us to come and adore him and to praise him. Help us to worship him as the angels did when they said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. several days, Christians from all over the world will be celebrating the birth of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. It was an event that happened over 2,000 years ago, the greatest event in human history. We celebrate by giving gifts because on that night, the most unimaginable act of giving the world will ever know is when a loving father sent his son into this world as a gift to all mankind. As we ponder what gift we can give in return I think most of us become overwhelmed with inadequacy, not realizing the, the only gift that our God wants in return is our surrender to him as our Lord, our Savior, and our King. 
Sanctuary Choir is joined today by members of the Contemporary Choir. It's been a blessing working with them during this time of getting this musical ready. It's entitled The Hope of Christmas. It is a Lifeway production that was created by Phil Barfoot and arranged and orchestrated by Dave Williamson. In this musical, we have a, a variety of songs that we're going to do. We have soloists that'll be joining us in our songs. Mary, did you know the soloist on that one that we'll be doing is Kim Tweet. Another one a little bit later is Something's Up. The soloist there is Bridget Junkin. Beyond the Manger, Sue McDaniel will be doing the solo part there. This little child is one that we had another choir member that was going to sing it, but got the flu on Thursday. So we have a, someone that stepped in and is going to take his place today, Dan Gittleman. Also today, we have Caroline and Amelia Alverson doing Hallelujah. And then we'll close out our service today by another Hallelujah with the choir. Please join us in worship as we sing the hope of Christmas.
have been built and fallen, only time has made a change. Nation against nation, brother against brother, men so filled with hatred, killing one another, and over half the world is starving, while our banner of peace and sea is torn, debating over disarmament, killing children before they're born, and fools who march to win the fight, to justify their sins, every nation that has fallen, has fallen from within, and in the midst of this darkness, there is hope, a light that burns, it's need to go ahead and fess up. That wasn't Dan's mistake, that was mine, and I apologize. We talked about that before. Dan did that, uh, that solo, uh, and Steve got sick on Thursdays. So he prepared that since that time, so 
another round of applause, please. <laughs> Would you stand and join us now as we sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Joy to the World. The Christian men rejoice and go tell it on the
Well, amen. I won't keep you long. I just want to read a passage of Scripture. Ronnie started by asking, when we think about what Christ did for us and we think about the manger, we have to think about what do we do in return? What do we do in response? And he said it. We, we give our life to him. We believe the story that Jesus did come to the earth, that he did live as a perfect man on our behalf. The second Adam did what the first Adam couldn't do and wouldn't do. He kept the law perfectly and died in our place. It's appropriate that we would have a manger and a cross because this is why he came. But it's also appropriate that that cross is empty because he rose again. Amen? So how now shall we live? That's the question. And I just want to read a passage of Scripture to you. We've been studying Colossians, and this is the book right before it, Philippians. And Paul says several things, but he says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted and him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus here's what we should do every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father that's what we do we believe that he came we take on the same attitude we can't do what he did but we can, in his power, humble ourselves. Think of others more importantly than ourselves and bow the knee and confess him as Lord. Amen? I wonder if you would bow your heads just for a moment. I always know that God speaks to us in many ways. And many times he speaks through the gift of music in different ways to our hearts. And, and I just want to say to you, just as we close, no pressure, no manipulation, no guilt, but just simply saying to you that Jesus Christ loves you. The Christmas story is evidence of that love. Easter, the Good Friday and resurrection is further evidence. And the fact that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so today, if you've never professed faith in Christ and the Holy Spirit is laying that on your heart, I would just ask you to confess your sins before him and ask him to save you. And if you'd like to talk to me about that afterwards, I'll be down here and I'd love to talk to you about it. But if you have, you have professed faith in Christ, would you just ask him to help you to live the life that he's called you to live today? Father, I thank you I thank you for the gift of music.
I thank you, Father, that you didn't create a bland world. You didn't create a quiet place. You created a place that every morning is brought into sunlight with the singing of birds and creation praising their creator. And I thank you, Father, that we've been gifted today with many different gifts of music. And we thank you for the reminder of why you came. And I just pray for everyone who is here. And Lord, I pray that if someone's here who's never professed faith in you, that they would trust in what you've done for them. And they would be born again. They would receive the greatest gift ever given. We love you and we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we have much to be thankful for much to which we should be thankful. I'm trying to get that without ending a sentence in a preposition. There we go. Um, first of all, our musicians, from the drums to the keyboards to the saxophones over there, thank you so much for, for our musicians. You did a wonderful job. All of our sound guys did a great job, and we appreciate y'all, James and Matt. Choir, the soloists, Alverson girls. I think I'm just going to take y'all on the road. We might could do something there. But um, thank you so much to our soloists and to our choir. Let's show them our appreciation. And to our leader, Ronnie, thank you. We love you. Now, there's one thing we have to do, and that's two things, is we have to put chairs all the way around this. And so we're going to form a big circle that keeps the, the daycare children off the equipment, okay? And, um, and then we can leave the other chairs we'll, we'll have to put up. But it's, it's going to be really crazy if everybody tries to do that right now. So if we could just get a bunch of guys, maybe if you could hang around a little bit and help us put up the chairs afterwards, that would be great. Our ushers are at the door. Don't forget the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here.